Improvised Weapons features audio from BattleBards.com. BattleBards provides premium music, sound effects, and voices that enhance any tabletop experience. Me tell you no be bad! Squish! And with a BattleBards Prime subscription, you can get access to the entire catalog, as well as tools like soundboards, the mixer, and BattleBards Cast, allowing you to broadcast your audio online across any virtual tabletop service. You can even upload and mix from your private audio library. And with BattleBards Prime, you get a 20% discount on all purchases. Head to BattleBards.com and subscribe to BattleBards Prime using the coupon code IWVTCAST to save some money and let them know who sent you. BattleBards. Take your game to the next level with the greatest tabletop audio library on the material plane. The following is an original, actual play Dungeons & Dragons podcast featuring comedians and improvisers in the great state of Vermont. Welcome to Improvised Weapons. Last time on Improvised Weapons. Unleavened. Just edit it out so I said something cool. Sounds like I said something cool. Dirty Dancing. Blade is awesome. And the other one is in the bag of holding. Clan Brownbottom. They did not expect wolves. Let's go to the reliquary. And it's the saddest Oh thing. my goodness. <laughs> we got the full crew for this one. Let's hit it and crit it. Welcome to Improvised Weapons! <laughs> Last time on the show, the gang discreetly landed on the Upper Mesa and began making their way toward the next reliquary station. They slipped into the flow of traffic, only for Yarfik to be stopped and questioned. It seems that the guard are investigating every dwarf they come across. Yarfik did his best to try and sidestep suspicion, but he was done in by his poorly hidden tattoo and, not knowing the custom of dwarves in the cult, changing their clan name. Cassian reacted quickly, summoning some fey creatures in the form of wolves to run interference so the party could escape. They ran to an alley off the beaten path to reassess their disguises. Cassian declared that his blade persona was burned, and dropped it in favor of his natural looks. Yarfik had a more difficult decision to make. They were looking for a dwarf, and knowing that he couldn't use a magical disguise, he went drastic. Grabbing a dagger, he cut off his beard and his braids, doing his best to shave down to the skin. Now, bald and very weak-chinned, he found himself <laughs> able to escape suspicion. 
The party then made it to the other reliquary station. Yarfik elected to remain aloof from the group so as not to draw suspicion and remained outside as Cassian, Eowyn, and Ildov went in. And that is where we pick up. Yarfik, you've attempted to remain nonchalant by picking up an errant sack, but only succeeding in making yourself eat dirt and look real, real sad. Mm -hmm. Just, like, so sad. (laughs) You have since started walking slowly across to the other side of the building. Anything you are on the lookout for in particular or trying to accomplish? Uh, Looking out for any of the roaming band of threes that are kind of going around the city that are looking for us, so keeping away from them and looking for a place to kind of duck around the side of of the building so I'm out of sight of most of the public in the street. Okay, let's get a perception check. Okay. Eight. You don't see any guards. Perfect. But as you sort of cross uh, through the the square that you're in over to the other side of the building, not right uh, right at the side of this building, but the next building over, there's sort of an alleyway that you can duck into if you want to try and get around. The yeah, I'm, I'm not going to do it like really quick, but I'm just going to yeah. Lazily no, you're 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 taking your time. Yeah, I'm not happy. Meanwhile, the rest of you have just entered the reliquary building via the large double doors, and we can get on the map. Where so lift it straight map. up. Whoa! Whoa. And uh, I will explain everything as we get to it. And yes, some of those are obviously just placeholders. Uh, as you walk in, uh, you see that uh, this reliquary station resembles the other building in many ways. It has a similar ambiance on the inside uh, with torches on the walls, very little furniture. It's about the size of a, a high school gymnasium. Uh, But where that other building had 20 individual stations, each with a single researcher diligently working on a magical item uh, or artifact, this has only four stations, and they are quite different. Closest to you on your left is an eight-foot-tall... So you entered from the far side. Aha! Um, So closest to you on your left is an eight-foot-tall bipedal creature that seems to be held up by a wrought iron stand. Um, It looks insectile, it has antennae and multiple eyes uh, multiple being more than two in this case because obviously we all have multiple eyes I realized that just now as I was speaking (laughs) (laughs) isn't it weird when things have multiple eyes unsettling for sure Exactly. Uh, but it has uh, more than two eyes and a wicked set of mandibles its body is an orangey brown carapace studded with small hairs uh, closest to you on your right is closest to you on your right is what looks like a 10 foot tall metal statue it's humanoid it has exaggerated limbs and a face that is blank save for a pair of muted blue gems where its eyes would be um, it stands with no restraints but sort of slumped almost sagging And then farther away on your left is a large reptilian skull that is about the size of a van. Oh my goodness. Um, uh, It's got two pointed horns, one over each eye socket. The bone is sort of off-white and yellowish, almost the color of limestone. And then farther away on the right, uh, towards the back of the building, is what looks like a very large block of ice. And all of these uh, things have various numbers of researchers sort of 
around and inspecting them in some way, shape, or form. Uh, I'm gonna make my little, the little telepathy hand signal. Okay. Okay, so finger so, in the circle. Right, yeah. <laughs> match, match. Mm-hmm. To represent our minds linking. Um, well, it's to represent penetration. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right, mm-hmm. of course. Right. Um, thanks for... Thanks for that. Uh, <laughs> what if we think not um, a good enough reason to use the word penetration? Uh, Ildov, I don't know about you. I don't feel like I can, like we can use any of this stuff. Um, maybe we should just see if we can get some information on where. Uh, what was her name? Tizo. Tizo, thank you. Tizo. Were you about to say Yeet? I was about to say Yivo, actually, like oh, okay. the tentacle monster from Futurama. But... <laughs> um. Yeah. Aaron's looking along dopely, but would, if she had heard that, would have said, What? I want to know what all of these are! <laughs> right, but we can't actually, like, lug any of them with us to use against our enemies, can we? Like, I mean, not the skull, certainly, <laughs> but... Right. Sam, is the bug alive? Uh, it does not appear to be. The, the way the researchers are interacting with it, it does not seem to be doing anything on its own. You could fit the skull in the bag of holding. I mean, anything goes in the bag of holding. No, it has to fit through the opening of the bag. What if we could ride the robot thing? <laughs> you know what? Fuck. Uh, I, you know what? Okay. If we could <laughs> do that, yes. Reliquaries are places where magical things are, and I need to know what they do. Master Blaster. All right, well, I'm going to sort of sidle up to the, uh, to the researchers, I guess the ones around the robot, um, okay, and, uh, so there's there's just one researcher on the robot. Looks like a, a halfling, and oh. uh, they're standing on a step stool in front of the robot. As you approach closer... Hold, hold on, hold on. If it's just one, I'm going to actually let Awen deal with that, because she's the one who really wants to know about the robot. I'm going to go over to the block of ice. Okay. And we're confirming it's a halfling, not a gnome, right? Correct. Okay. So, Cassian, as you pass by the robot, you can see that there is just one researcher on it. It's a halfling, and they're standing on a step stool in front of the robot. It looks like the robot's chest is is open, like a set of double doors. There's a whole bunch of, like, wires and copper rods and stuff hanging out, and the halfling is just sort of, like, literally half inside of it, digging around, doing shit. But as you go farther in, uh, you can see at the block of ice, there are two researchers uh, that are doing stuff over here. Uh, there's an elf and a human. And uh, the block of ice itself, you can see there's like a faint, uh, just faint stream of vapor rising off of it. At the moment, uh, one of the researchers is uh, like firing fire magic at it. Uh, it looks like they're, they're trying to get this thing to melt. There's a table to the right of it uh, that has a lot of chemistry equipment on it. The various beakers, glass jars, clay jars, a couple of like sample... Uh, things, various chemicals, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, any stoppered flasks of anything that looks like it might be explosive? Uh, there is a. Uh, well, actually, roll investigation. Let's see what you. Okay. Let's see what you see. Yeah. Uh, that's a 17. Uh, with a 17, you glance across the table as you're walking past, and you maybe just sort of like slow your progression a little bit so you can look more carefully. And as you look, there is one stoppered uh, flask that there there's this sort of like reddish orange mixture in it that almost looks like, it almost looks like a flame in a bottle whoa okay um does anyone seem to be looking at me uh roll perception uh that is a, a, a 10 not as far as you could tell cool all right 
I'm going to look back at specifically at the researchers that are uh, dealing with the ice. They're still both casting fire at it. So one of them is casting fire at it. The other one has sort of like a, a scroll and a quill. Has and their tongue stuck to it. <laughs> <laughs> we told you not to lick the ice, Trevor. Just pee on it. <laughs> this is an experiment. <laughs> For science. For science. <laughs> We have a reaction. Oh, science. <laughs> There's resolve. That's probably our episode title. Yeah. <laughs> How do you spell that, though? Okay. Keep going. Yeah. All right. So um, I sort of sidle up to them, and, uh, and I say, have either of you by any chance seen Tizo about? So the, um, the elf is the one who is sort of focusing magic on the block, and uh, you can see, like, sweat on her brow. She's, she's very focused and obviously, like, working mm. hard to do what she's doing. So she doesn't respond, but the the human uh, who is holding the scroll and the quill uh, sort of doesn't respond right away and then sort of looks up, like realizes there's another person here and sees you and says, um, what? Yeah, Tizo was here earlier. What? You happen to know where she went? I don't know. She probably went to, to her, her sanctum. I don't. I'm not her keeper. We're busy. Sure. Yeah, I can see that. This, this thing is impressive. Must be... Uh must be the kind of thing you only give to your top researchers, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Which, where'd they find this thing, anyhow? This was found, uh, well, I mean, like most everything else, it was found here in the city. Wow. wonder what it was for. <laughs> We're trying to figure that out. We're, no, no, sure, I'm just speculating. I mean, you know, just, just the, the wonder of magical discovery, doesn't it just get you fired up? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, except we've been working on this thing for a while, and we still can't get this goddamn ice to melt. Well, that, that does seem frustrating. <laughs> uh, remind me, sorry, it's been a while, which way is Tizo's sanctum? Where's it at? It's it's the doorway on the, the edge of the, the eastern mesa. <sighs> Thank you, that was it, okay. Carry on, uh, keep, uh, keep melting this big bastard, I believe in you. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> All right. And I'm gonna just sort of step back away from them, and as soon as it looks like their attention is fully back on the ice, I'm gonna purloin the fire flask. Uh, roll a uh, sleight of hand with your cool gloves. Yeah, yeah the very cool gloves that I have. With a plus whatever. Plus twelve. Wow. <sighs> Shit, and that is still a fourteen. <laughs> oh, oh my wow. God. Oh my goodness. Um, so as you uh, sort of back away, just doing your whole, like, cool, cool, cool. I mean, warm. Warm. Uh, and uh, you sort of reach out to the side with your right hand to just sort of grab the flask, attempting to do this, like, nifty move where you grab it as you turn, um, mm-hmm. so it just looks, like, very natural, like you didn't do anything. The human uh, never really took his eyes off of you mm-hmm. as you were walking away and says, uh, uh, excuse me, could you please put that ever-burning flask down. Well, we need that for our research. Oh, yeah. I was going to suggest maybe try uh, hitting it with this. Maybe that would melt it, you know? Eternal flame, eternal ice. Yeah. Something, something Look, probably could happen there. you don't just throw magic napalm at something for nothing, okay? We have to take the proper precautions first, so please just oh, put fine. it down carefully. I want carefully. that flask. I want that flask. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I set it down carefully. Oof. And uh, I'm going to walk. start walking back towards uh, the entrance. Not too far away, though, because I still, I also kind of want that flask. <laughs> Is it because uh, I called it magic napalm? Is that why yeah, you want it? No. Oh, yeah, yes, magic napalm. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm going to tell telepathy sign again. 
Oh, yeah. Mm. <laughs> I'm You're okay, on so with Ildov. <laughs> <laughs> so we definitely got to find a way to distract these guys and get this flask, right? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Go for line two. Got any thoughts? <laughs> Uh, God, we could create a distraction. Right, right. Yeah, that's so. I'm sort of thinking like in the, what what sort of nature of distraction, and maybe we should maybe we should wait till Eowyn's done with whatever she wants to do in here. Meanwhile, <laughs> meanwhile at the halls of justice. So Eowyn, uh, you wanted to to investigate. The robot. The robot. Well, I want to investigate all four of these items. I want to know what they all are, but the robot was closest and there was only one person, so Cassian was like, hey, when you can handle one yes. person. <laughs> and it's a halfling, so it's only half a person. Right. Ooh. Yikes. <laughs> so I'm in front of the robot. So you're in front of the robot. Uh, you see, uh, as I said, there's a halfling who's sort of like half inside the chest cavity of the robot. There's a whole bunch of wires and rods hanging mm-hmm. out. The uh, table next to the robot is strewn with gears and cogs and sprockets and bits of wire mm. and uh, pliers and, and all manner of tools. And the uh, the robot itself stands on its, like, is standing on its own, but it looks like it's slumped. Like, the, like it just has nothing... Like there's nothing powering it, oh. and uh, but you can see separations at all the the joints, like marks of articulation. Like it's supposed to move, mm. but it it is not currently. And you can hear just faint like clangs from the inside of the cavity. Hello. And there's sort of like a a startled crash from the inside. <laughs> As the halfling sort of <laughs> extricates itself and goes, uh, uh, "What?" Hits uh, his head on the hood uh, of the robot. Uh, 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 what? What? What is it? Uh, what is this? It's an automaton. Fascinating. Is it powered by magic? Uh, I assume I haven't gotten it all completely working yet. What? What do you uh, need? What, what are you what working is it? on? Oh, uh, sorry. I am just curious. <clears throat> That's the, you're you, you just interrupted me because you're curious. Oh, sorry. I didn't. Well, maybe I can help. What are you trying to figure out? Uh, well, there's a very complex system of of gears and cogs and sprockets and, and springs and, and all sorts of coils and whatnot that that, that, that that move on the inside to to sort of keep everything moving and I, I, when we found this thing it was in it was in absolute ruins and pieces that I, I tried to, to put it back together oh so you're trying to okay so it's a bit of a puzzle <laughs> and we lost Taylor <laughs> yes in in, in in the simplest of layman's terms yes it is a bit of a puzzle ah and what do you think it does when everything's back in its proper place? But, it just moves? Well, well, I mean, we're going to find out, but I assume that it moves and, and it affords you some manner of uh, control and uh, perhaps acts as some sort of uh, war golem? Oh. Well, that would be good. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and if we can figure out the exact mechanism, then perhaps we can reproduce it. Ah. The exact mechanism of its uh, articulation, the exact mechanism of its power source? All of the above. Fascinating. Now, I've, I've got a lot of work to do. Oh, my apologies. Please continue. <laughs> he sort of, like, gives you a lingering stare. He and jumped, I was not he, looking at him at that point. I was looking at the eyes of the He uh, He jumps down off the uh, the step stool and goes over to the low table and, and grabs uh, a couple of tools and, uh, like, puts them in, into the leather on the uh, low table, it's just like belt. tools and stuff. It's not like 
there's no flasks of ever burning. <laughs> no, there's no flasks. Okay, it's all tools and and uh, metal gears and rods yeah. and all that kind of stuff. It's all practical. Pract- yeah, yeah, yeah. Practical magic. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, there's nothing for me. That, there's nothing for me there. I wouldn't really know how to. Uh, the only thing that really catches your attention are the the eyes right. of the the automaton. Do they look like any sort of crystals that we've encountered? Because we we have. They're are nothing like so. You've seen some some bluish crystals before, right. uh, but these are not like the the arcane souls or anything like that. Okay, these look different. Mm-hmm. Um, All right, yep. I I back off. I think I've had enough of this halfling. Okay. And then the halfling sort of with the tools in its belt goes and hops back up onto its step stool and reinserts itself into the chest cavity and not their step stool. It's step stool. You hear banging. Yep. And mashing. What is Ildov doing while Ildov all this is going was down? Immediate, is immediately drawn to the skull. Okay. Um, there's just something really sexy about it. <laughs> so. uh, How did you know it was a fuck skull? <laughs> <laughs> Listen. You said it had horns, Sam. <laughs> That's Whoa. true. That's true. Whoa. You said it was the size of a van. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if people aren't fucking in that, <laughs> I don't know when what the skulls are rocking. Don't come and knock it. <laughs> it's just the bone zone all over again. <laughs> it is oh, literally the bone, the bone zone. zone. Yeah, you want to fool around in the back of my giant skull? <laughs> <laughs> my skull's pretty cool. I just got a unicorn painted on it. I like the idea that, like, like in this universe, like giant. Dragon skulls are just like what every sleazy dude has in their bachelor pad. That's like, <laughs> oh, like I've got yeah. a giant skull. Yes. <laughs> oh, you got a race car bed? Well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, definitely whoever has that has like like frosted tips and mm-hmm. backwards <laughs> sunglasses. Like a bowling shirt with flames on it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so it's basically just guy fiery. Yeah, <laughs> guy, like, no, it's guy fiery. Yeah. yeah. Oh. But like, you know, I don't know, sleazier? (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, you uh, walk through the building over towards the large skull. Uh, As you get closer, you can see that there are sort of five researchers that are all uh, around it. They're they're even like sort of going inside at points. Yeah, they are. Um, Yeah, you gotta go in when you're in the bone zone. In and out, in and out. Um, and you can see they are taking scrapings at certain points. They're measuring things. Um, uh, they, they seem to be paying special attention to the teeth. Mm. And uh, you can't quite see what's on it, but on the far side of the skull, there's a table. Mm. You can see, I mean, there's a table associated with each of these. Are they polishing the horns? They're not polishing the horns. No. Okay. Are they, uh, are they like in bikinis, just like slowly scrubbing it down with such sexy researchers? There is a sign oh. on the side that says that they are, uh, that, that this is a charity skull wash. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is the lead researcher just standing there going, all right, all right, all right. Yeah. <laughs> sexy Cohen's washing like a skull. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to like get inside the eye socket. Uh, oh, that's, kind of fu- that's funny. <laughs> Please, someone draw that. Please. Um, uh, all right. Uh, Ildev walks over. Um, I'm here for the charity skull wash. 
and I don't know. I can. I, she's just gonna walk around it. So you uh, sort of scroll, uh, scroll, stroll. <laughs> me no words. You stroll around it, taking it, you know, taking it in, looking at it as if you know what's going on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so as to not make yourself look uh, out of place. And the uh, the researchers sort of pay you no mind. They're all mm-hmm. going about their business very specifically. They know what they are doing. They're getting suds in their eyes. You know, it's just bad. It's yeah. bad. Uh, eventually they start like uh, you know like wrapping up towels and 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 sort of snapping them at each other and uh, there's a lot of giggling. Um, uh, no, they're all diligently working, doing whatever it is they were doing. And once again, there's like they're uh, inspecting certain parts of the skull, sort of taking scrapings at bits. Uh, three of them are paying like very special attention to the teeth on the skull, which are like very large. Like how large, Sam? Like bigger, bigger than a halfling? Than, yeah, bigger than yours, uh, for sure. Yeah, uh, yeah. Okay. These aren't these these aren't standard teeth. Yeah. Right. Okay. Imagine if a van had teeth. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. I imagine. That I don't have to imagine. Because <laughs> <laughs> Aaron is the tooth fairy. <laughs> All right, I'm going to kind of make my way over in between the skull and the table. Uh, what do I see on the table? The table has, uh, so it's a large work table. It is strewn with, like, uh, scrapers and chipping tools and uh, several. Chippendales? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Chippendales. Uh, and, and the rescue rangers. Yeah. Um, uh, no, there oh, are. I was, ima- I was imagining yeah. the dude stripper. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah I know. That's yeah, why that's I totally said what I said. Yeah. <laughs> called misdirection oh, uh, comedy. No, chipping tools yeah uh, and then there are several uh, mortar and pestle mm-hmm. as well as clay pots that all have like various colored powders in guys them. they're making a mole mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> do I know what any of the powders are roll intelligence okay. <laughs> do I have to I just know things well, that's a three. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> they, uh, it, it, they might be like pepper, salt, and paprika for all you know. They're making a mole. Yeah. Um, I'm going to smell them. <laughs> okay. So you um, <sighs> you go over to the table and uh, you first pause by the, the reddish powder and you uh, take a, a sniff. And it is, there's like sort of a, a spice to it. Mm-hmm. Um but it doesn't really give you any more information about what it is. Mm-hmm. The uh, the blackish powder, you take a sniff, and it smells like guns aren't a thing in this world, but mm-hmm. explosives and and like fireworks are, and it sort of smells like the the powders associated with that. Um, and then the the whitish powder, you actually you take whitish a power. sniff of the the whitish powder. And um, do you rub some in your gums? Just and you, it feels it's like it feels sharp in your your nostrils. You actually take one point of damage. It oh my gosh. Gives you a nosebleed. Oh. Yeah. Oh my. Oh. Whoops. <laughs> Yarvik needs to sniff this. Why? Because it would hurt him. Basically. Oh. Okay. Oh my God. I didn't realize Yarvik became a flagellant. What? Yeah. Why? <laughs> We're about three episodes away from Yarvik being that like weird albino monk from the yeah. Gym. Yeah. That's walking what... around with like a spike belt to hurt himself. Change of class. Change of class on Yarvik. <laughs> I sleep in an Iron Maiden now. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Ildov, you you take a point of damage. You have a nosebleed now mm-hmm. from from inhaling this 
white powder that seems is, is apparently very sharp. Um, okay, then I'm going to turn around and say, <clears throat> does anyone have a handkerchief? <laughs> <laughs> Interesting strategy. I like it. I like where this is going. Uh, roll, uh, roll persuasion. It's not a lie. This is a true thing. Oh, that is a 24. A 24. <laughs> a 24. You convince them that you have a nosebleed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well done. Uh, so uh, there is, uh, of the five researchers, uh, the one closest to you is a half-elf. Um, and Just like me. Yeah. And he uh, sort of hears you and stands up, turns around with sort of a scowly look on his face oh. so like your type uh, <laughs> but instantly melts and just sees you and there's a uh, no he's got this scowly look on his face and he sort of uh puts down the scraping tool that he was using and walks over to you like reaches into his robe and, and produces a, uh, a handkerchief and hands it to you and says what did you think you were doing inhaling the sharpening powder uh, simply making sure it works <laughs> <laughs> there are simpler ways. You could have grievously injured yourself. Well, thank goodness I didn't. <laughs> Am I right? That remains to be seen. Um, remind me of your name? I can't remind you of something you didn't know. Oh, right, yes. Of course. My name is Aton. Aton. Hello. <laughs> I forget who am I masquerading as right now. You're yourself I'm right now. I'm just myself right yeah, now. You, yeah, you're yourself. Well, you, 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 yourself you dropped you? all your... Uh, oh, okay. Magical disguises. But yeah, to remember that... Disguised. Uh, Ildov. Ooh. Ildov. Mind telling me exactly what it is you're doing here? I'm here to help. With what? Uh, you know, this and that. Perhaps the other thing? Uh, perhaps, if you need it. <laughs> <laughs> do you need the other thing I have? <laughs> I, yeah. What is what the if, other... Yeah. Whatever oh, the other uh, thing is. I will I, do anything in the bone zone. I was, uh... I was joking. No, uh, we we don't need help. The five of us have been working diligently on this for close to a year now. Right. <laughs> and what have you determined? Quite a bit. Right. This is the skull of an adolescent Tarasque. Of course it is. I know that. <laughs> Does Ildo know what a Tarasque is? Yeah, do I know? Roll nature. <laughs> while, the, while this is all going on here, I've gone to the alleyway. I'm going to try to see if there's any, like, not secret passage, but way I could, like, get into the building <laughs> on the side there. Okay, roll investigation. Okay. I got an 18 for nature. An 18 on nature. Uh, you have heard of a Tarasque before. Mm -hmm. They are massive, mm -hmm. massive yeah, I creatures. Did hear what I thought I heard? Yeah. yeah. I don't know Tarrasque. what did you thought you heard. A Tarasque is what I thought. Yeah, I yes. heard Tarasque. <laughs> yes, this is the skull of an adolescent Tarasque. Uh, the Tarasque, when full grown, is about 50 feet tall and 70 feet long. Uh, it's an absolutely massive, massive creature. Um, it's like one of the hardest monsters in the entire game. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Day big. Um, and they have all manner of... Uh, spikes. Spikes and horns. Uh, and like immunities to stuff and, that are really hard and, to And yeah, and various things. abilities that uh, would be Damn. useful to try and co-opt. So you can you can surmise that's probably what they're attempting to do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, I can see you don't need me. Sorry for interrupting. Right. Yudov, <laughs> you said it was? Aton, you said it was? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, I'm just curious as to 
Who sent you here? Well, I'm not free later, if that's what you're asking. (laughs) (laughs) I love this tactic. It wasn't what I was asking, and it's a completely unrelated thing to the question that I posed. Indeed. Well, (laughs) I shall take my leave then. (laughs) Right. And he sort of keeps his... So you're, you're walking away? So as you walk away, he sort of keeps his eye on you. And you can see he even, like, sort of leans out around the skull just Ooh. to sort of keep keep an eye on you. Someone's and interested. you kind of move your butt a little more. Yeah. 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 You, yeah. you, you add, you add, some, you add some, some jiggle to that wiggle. Subtle wink back his way. And, um, and then he sort of goes back to work. And all of all of these things, Eowyn talking to the yeah. the halfling at the robot, and Cassian dealing with the uh, the the ice block. These are all sort of concurrent mm-hmm. happenings. By the way, guys, I think we have a new favorite NPC. Aton is like high up there now. Yeah. He's our new favorite he's NPC. Fine. <laughs> uh, I don't dislike him. Yeah, he's fine. Um, so um, all of these things are sort of happening concurrently, and you all sort of find yourselves like leaving the stations you were at at, at about the same time. Mm. Yeah, I'm I'm not going too far from mine though cuz I'm going to try and use the Ildov relay again uh, <laughs> to, to 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 talk well I'm talking to both of them but it's I was thinking um Eowyn maybe should um offer her expertise to these two trying to melt this block and distract them so that I can steal this fire flask because I have an idea now. Yeah, all right. You need to distract them. (laughs) Hold on, I'll transfer you a call. Hold on. Uh, Yeah, so I relay that to... Eowyn, call for you for Mr. Cassian on line three. Uh, I I pick up. Yes, hello. (laughs) I'll accept the charges. I accept the charges. Of course he calls me collect. Um, Yeah, so I relay that plan to... Aon. Uh, sure. I also tell them. I, I tell them about the robot mm-hmm. and how the halfling didn't question my being here at all. It was wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I walk over. And oh, I I ask. Maybe one of you can introduce me. And I don't know. I uh, so many people over there. Um, all two of them. All two. Ildov, can you be the charming one in this scenario? Because I, I don't... Yeah. I got a 20. I mean, I know you can. I mean, will you? Oh, sure. Not natural. I mean, I can walk over, too. I'll just say... Yeah, I so... <clears throat> quite a bit of fire magic, you, you know? Eowyn and I walk over mm-hmm. to the ice block folks. Okay. And so, Sam, I'm going to sort of, as they're talking, to just while they're having their conversation with the researchers on the ice block, I'm going to be sort of drifting back towards the table and uh, looking for an opening when they're totally distracted. Woo-woo! Idle champions of the Forgotten Realms code time! Here we go! S-U-S-U-O-M-I-T-S-U-K-S That code again is susu omit sucks It's good till October 22nd, so jump on it and get yourself some loot. Hit us up at IWVTCast on all the things if you get a sweet purple or a feat. Now, back to the show. And uh, looking for an opening when they're totally distracted. So Ildov and Eowyn walk over to the uh, the ice block folks who are still, that that elf is still just like focusing this beam of, of magical fire at it. And the, uh, the human is like pretty close to the ice block, just sort of like trying to, observing the area. Every so often the elf sort of 
abates the the flow of magic so the human can inspect the area and then they see there's no change so she starts up again yeah you walk over they don't pay you any mind excuse me hello and the uh the human again speaks up and says what is it we've already been interrupted once today well hi (laughs) hello (laughs) i see you're using fire magic on this ice i have fire magic too maybe i can help as do i (laughs) not a competition guys yeah um we don't need your help well what spells have you tried also how much progress have you made (laughs) excuse me do you even know what this is do you even know what this is (laughs) (laughs) the classic turnaround Am I the good cop? <laughs> I think you're the rookie cop that doesn't know what they're doing uh, in the room with this person. Wow. Um, yeah, it's a training day scenario. <laughs> and built up as Denzel Washington. King Kong. I did just Inca. snort some powders. <laughs> yes. Uh, Look, it's Snoop Dogg in a wheelchair. Yeah, I can help. I'm trying to help you. And I understand that, and I would appreciate it if I cared. But... We don't need your help. We have a whole list of things that we have tried and are continuing to try to break through this ice. Well, let me know what you've tried. No. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, while that they're having that conversation, Sam, I'm going to cast a minor illusion um, that looks exactly like the ever-burning flask, exactly in the spot where the ever-burning flask is. Okay. Uh, and, and then try to steal the real one yeah. out from inside the illusion. I want to stand. This is the table with the flask on it? Mm-hmm. Yes. So we came up around this side. I went over yeah. to meet Eldov over here and we're talking to them. Okay, so you're sort of standing yeah. out uh, behind <clears throat> them to, to, to yeah. direct their attention the other but way. But also, we're like trying to sort of peek at the clipboard. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you said there was a clipboard, well, but we're looking at it. He has, he has oh, a scroll of scroll, parchment. Sorry, yeah. sorry. Yeah. Yeah. sorry. Um, <laughs> yeah, this is fantasy, guys. <laughs> <laughs> They don't it's have a, a board with a spring loaded clip on it. You're taking us out of the immersion, Lindsay. <laughs> <laughs> the illusion is shattered. Ah, I revert back to Olfay with my surfboard. <laughs> yep. yep. So the uh, the human uh, taps his uh, uh, big fine point pen against the side of his head. Yeah. Um, Rollerball or yeah. Uh, Rollerball black ink extra fine. No, he. Uh, sort of follows you as you move over this side, so he's looking in that direction. Cassian gives you plenty of time to sort of cast your minor illusion and make the ever-burning flask, the fake one, sort of appear uh, very Ocean's 13 style. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. well, wait, am I the guy in the great, box? Great yes. reference. Um, if only we had a lady that looked like Julia Roberts. Do we not? Do I not look like Julia Roberts? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, I mean, are you guys telling uh, no, me that I, I mean, don't you, look like Julia I mean, in Roberts in the fiction in the in the in the in the game? Yeah, exactly. It's not a fantasy yeah, game with Julia okay, Roberts. Okay, I yeah. sorry. You know, that's like I hang my head on that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, when you zoom out, Sam's entire world that he's created does look like Julia. Yeah. Roberts. <laughs> very very far away. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Big fan of Pretty Woman. Mm-hmm. That's why I don't kiss on the mouth. So, uh, so I just go. Have you tried Firebolt? <laughs> <laughs> yes, we've tried Firebolt. Ah, well. Did you try anything not fire? <laughs> we have tried a great many things that weren't necessarily magical fire. We've tried practical fires. We've tried other accelerants. 
There are a great many things, but as with all research, you have to test and test and test and test. And why am I explaining any of this to you? Yeah, we know how research works. Cassian, roll uh, roll your um, sleight of hand hand with advantage. I couldn't remember what it was called. Oh, okay. Sleight of hand. Sleight of hand. Sleight of hand. That's interesting. Um, Both of them were exactly 25. (laughs) Same roll both times. Nice. Cool. Uh, So you grab the flask and uh, couch it in your cloak, and uh, they are on fire. none the wiser. <laughs> mm. Nice. Uh, and then you burst into flames! Yeah. <laughs> I say, uh, <laughs> uh, I'm gonna scoot, a, kind of like walk around the other side of them so I'm not like passing through the eye line of the researchers that are already suspicious of me and heading towards the back, but I'm presuming that Ildov and Eowyn can also see that I'm making my exit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, yeah, out of their periphery, yeah. they most likely can. And cool, they, cool. They're, I mean, they're here specifically to run interference for you to do that. Right. So it's not sure. that. So I'm um, going to go outside. We, you don't um, want to check that also, final table? Yeah, we don't want to check out that insect creature. <laughs> well, okay. Can I, te- I telepathy for, like sign at, at them as I'm going by? Uh, you're not walking <laughs> past them oh. the way that they are. Okay. So um, it's, it's sort of a, that would be a tough sell. Mm-hmm. Okay, fair enough. I guess I'll go examine the last table by the big insect thing. Then. Okay. Yeah. Well, let's let's finish up with. Uh, yeah, yeah, with of these course. Can it be yeah. chipped? Okay. Once again, who who are you? Did and- you try licking it? <laughs> <laughs> yes, we've we've attempted the use of body heat, but look, who are you and why are you questioning our research? We have work to do. There's something in there. As a researcher, I would assume one would want to, one would appreciate outside questions oh not outside questions you know what i mean (laughs) look what i don't appreciate is someone else trying to usurp our work we're not you said there was something in there (laughs) sort of narrows his eyes and looks at you and says yes i did say that there's something in there you can see it faintly and as you look you don't even have to roll for it you can see there's this like faint oval shadow that that sort of runs the whole length of the um of the block uh with maybe like six inches of clearance at the Mm -hmm. top and the bottom so it doesn't reach all the way to the ends you can't see what it is like the ice is is a little bit translucent but Mm -hmm. it's also very cloudy uh but there's definitely some oval object in there right but it's encased completely in this block of ice that does not seem to melt and it is ice. It's not a gem. Like, it, there's right. cold coming off of it. I'm extremely tempted to just throw the magic napalm out <laughs> to see if that's exactly what does it. <laughs> yeah, I want to do, like, a, a what if. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, and then come back. Uh, I feel like we should save that, though. No, we, re- we really definitely no, should. I mean, so we hit the save point it. here, so we're saving this mm-hmm. part here. We're yeah, going to go forward yeah. and then come back to the save point. Right. Save. Okay. Um, all right. Fine. Don't want well, the help, don't get the help. Yeah, fine. If you don't need us, then don't, we don't need you. We do not need you. Great. Did you try Firebolt? <laughs> you already asked me that. I know. How about Dispel Magic? Did you try uh, Yes. All right, well... Burning Hands? <laughs> okay, I'm I'm done. Okay, all right, okay, all right. We'll, we'll, we'll go around I, and help I'm someone done. else. Yes, fine. And the two of you walk away. Meanwhile, Cassian, you are uh, heading out, your cloak a little bit heavier, uh, and you stop by the insectile creature. 
there are four researchers on this one. Um, three of them seem to be very focused on the the head, and one of them is uh, sort of doing a whole bunch of stuff to like one of uh, to the left arm. Do I recognize this creature? Real nature. Ten. No, it's a big bug. Cool. But it's a big bipedal bug. All right. So I'm gonna walk over, uh, sort of take a wide stance with my hands on my hips and look up at it. Uh, you know, standing next to the researcher, and just go. Uh, so what do we got here? Some kind of big bug. <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, uh, again, startled, uh, they're, (laughs) they all sort of like, their, their heads all snap back and look at you and they're like, what, what, Uh, I mean, yeah, if you want to be incredibly reductive, it's a big bug. (laughs) What do you want? Oh, just, uh, just thought it was cool. Just thought your bug was really cool. Wanted to come admire it. I mean, what, what's, what are you going to do with it? I mean, it's a cool bug. I don't know. I, like, is that is that? Am I wrong about that? It seems like a cool bug to me. Do you guys not think it's cool? No, it's it's cool. It's a cool. What are? Who are you? Uh, name's Alec. Just uh, you know, stopping in on my way uh, to the next reliquary station. Thought I'd uh, take a look at your bug. That's all. What? No. I, like I thought. I thought you guys like bugs. I I just happen to like bugs. I, I figured you guys are all poking this bug. You probably like bugs too. We don't have to have a conversation about it. It's fine. <laughs> Okay, okay, look, we are doing research on the carapace of this Umber Hulk. Stop calling it a bug. Umber Hulk. Oh, is it not a, not an insect? No, it it is insectile. It's just like, it's really reductive to just keep calling it a bug. It's like, what if I didn't, what if I just referred to you as like a dumpy human? I didn't call it a dumpy bug. I called it a cool bug. If you wanted to call me a cool human, that wouldn't be so bad. Well, dumpy human, that's you look pretty dumpy. inherently insulting. You look dumpy. I think we both know that's not <laughs> Anyway, but I mean, it's dead though, right? So what good is it? You, you need the carapace? Look, it's it's not dead, okay? This is this is the skin as the result of, of a molting. And oh, it sheds. That's rad. It's an exoskeleton, and there's there are a lot of... Things that we could do with this. Cool, cool. While while we're having this conversation, I'm eyeing like the stuff on the table. Like, what kind of uh, instruments or ingredients do they have? Uh, so the table is. Um, it looks like a lot of uh, uh, stuff to like rig up a uh, uh, a lamp. Um, hmm. There are a couple of lanterns and various things uh, to sort of suspend a lamp inside of something and you can you can see now that now that you're sort of engaged in conversation more that the back of the carapace is open um so this is indeed the result of a molting and that they're uh, one of the researchers is like uh has their hands inside the back of it as if they're trying to rig something up on the inside cool so like something cool is probably going to happen when you shine a light through there is that the idea that's the hope yes wow I don't so I don't know much about Umber Hulks. Why would it do what what would happen when you do that? Are you like someone's cousin or something? <laughs> what is going on? I mean everybody's someone's cousin, right? No, not everybody <laughs> yeah, has a cousin. That's not a universal constant. Okay. I'm just saying like that's not that specific. You know, that's fine. Uh, <laughs> listen, I can see you're very busy making your uh Umber Hulk lamp, so uh I'll be on my way. But uh, you know, pleasure talking to you. <laughs> and I'm sure sort of, you know, head out. <laughs> so you walk away and leave and again, sort of like keeps his eyes on you. 
and then goes back to what he was doing. And uh, Ildov and Eowyn uh, follow along. Well, uh, can we swoop around? I kind of want to try to steal that sharpening powder. Sure. You uh, you back off from the uh, the ice block bros mm-hmm. uh, and ice make your way bros. over there. Uh, meanwhile, Yarfik, you have made a complete round of the building, like mm-hmm. all the way around to the other side. It's it's locked up tight. There there are no like no back rooms passages or, or back rooms or back doors or there's no basement or anything like that. Okay. But Ildov and Eowyn, you sort of sidle around over towards the table next to the bone zone. What you doing? Um mm. just well, first of all, making sure that all the researchers are just like deep in their research. Uh, oh, they're deep in the bone zone. On the bone zone. <laughs> <laughs> they're like elbow deep in the bone zone. From uh, from somewhere in the distance you can hear Wow, chicka, wow, wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do I have anything I can like put these powders in? Pockets. How big are the bowls? Uh, the bowls are are large. Yeah. Mm. The bowls are not like you can't you can't like just a, swipe you can't the just bowl. Fruit swipe the salad bowl. at a picnic. Uh, uh like <laughs> like so uh like punch at an eighties prom. Uh yeah. Oh yeah, that's, Ooh, that's huge. And that's there big. are lemon slices. There are lemon oh. slices floating around in each of the powders. <laughs> It's gonna make a lot of extra noise. Spike it, spike it, spike it, Lindsay. <laughs> um, do I have any like? Why would I have jars on me? <laughs> you drink tea. Yeah, I do. Uh, I mean, you have uh, things. You have you have a water uh, water skein, so you could empty out your water skein and mm. fill that up. Mm-hmm. Uh, there might be a little bit of coagulation with mm-hmm. the extra moisture. Mm-hmm. Um, you, if you have, you could. I mean, you could fill like. A glove from your traveling clothes. Ooh. That'd be fun. Yeah. <laughs> There's no like influence on the table. Yarfik has a glove out of it or anything. They're just. Uh, oh, I mean, there are like scoops, but you know, you you just be like walking around with like a tablespoon. Right, right. But there's nothing to put. It's in not. That. It's no, this isn't like a, a no, like, three-legged race. Yeah, kind of. There's no like like cups and stuff like like. No. And it was it's three like powders on the table in what market, else? Like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <I> was, <laughs> Yeah, there's no, there's no little like plastic, plastic bags. bags. Where are the mason jars? Excuse me. <laughs> That's um, just inconsiderate. Yeah. People are trying to shop. Exactly. Uh, what did you say else was on the table? Three powders and... Uh, there are three powders and then a whole bunch of, like, scraping tools. Scraping tools. Mm-hmm. And okay. chipping tools and scraping. pry bars. Right, and... chipping tools. Okay, well, I'm going to try to fill two gloves. Um, <laughs> one with the sharpening powder and then... One with the red powder? I don't know. Okay. Wait, what about the exploding powder? What exploding powder? The one oh, that oh like gun yeah. Powder? There's three powders. There's paprika, pepper, and salt. Mm-hmm. Uh. <laughs> uh. <sighs> well, we don't know what the red one is, and we do know what the black and the white one are. Ugh! You While they're deliberating this, Sam, I'm going to sort of discreetly refresh my minor illusion just to give it an extra minute on the book. Okay, sure. Aylin, do you have gloves? I don't, but I do have... You're- a little bag of sand. Are you going to you going to Indiana Jones it? Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. We don't need sand. Uh, no, we don't. Yeah, you can easily empty the bag of sand and yeah. fill okay. it up with yeah, sure. with a powder. There you go. Okay. The powder. The powder. So Ilda, you can work on that. My sight of hand's not great. Yeah. Um. Um, and I can. I don't know. Just hand me the bag. You block the. <laughs> you stand on the other. You stand between me and the. Yeah. People. Block Aton. Yeah. They do at like all a costs. handshake handoff. Yeah. Uh, I, so I don't know. I'll I'll block Aton. Yeah. I'll just look at the the skull in between Ildov and the researchers and 
stroke my chin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Twirl your hair. Oh man, Eowyn has as much beard as Yarfik yeah. does now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can I just um I don't Better know, roll I roll perception on the skull, just see what I can see. Sure. Cool. Eowyn may have Ildov this... is doing her thing. Yeah, and Ildov, I'm gonna need three oh. sleight of hand rolls from you. That was an almost oh not twenty, but it rolled a, into a seven. <laughs> um, there, uh, uh, as you're looking at the skull, I mean, this would, you can only imagine if this is an adolescent Tarask, how, yeah. how massive the full-size creature must be. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the Tarask is, is a creature of legend, pretty yeah. much. Uh, yeah. There are, have been scant bones found here and there, but like there's, you know, no one has ever seen a complete skeleton, much less an actual Tarask. It's so, like the body of a giant squid. Yeah, you, you understand the like immense rarity of this thing but there's not much for you to glean from it just from looking at it mm-hmm. this uh sort of archaeology paleontology is not they're not your uh your areas of uh, good research arcana history and investigation i don't know if that does anything okay. it's not really going to help you much for yeah, this okay cool uh ildov i got a 16 a 14 and a 17 okay uh, first, you uh, take the bag of sand that Eowyn uh, handed to you, and as Eowyn is sort of stroking her chin and and running interference for you, you pour the bag of sand out on the table, and you quickly just reach in uh, with the bag into the, the reddish powder and scoop it into the bag and, and draw the, the drawstring tight, and then put that in your cloak. And you sort of reach behind and, like, tap Eowyn on the flank, uh, so that she steps over as you step over to mm-hmm. the next bowl of powder. Mm-hmm. And uh, same thing, Eowyn stroking her chin and looking at the skull, and you uh, now take out one of your gloves, and you uh, scoop in some of the, the black powder. Uh, and, and luckily, these are sort of like longer gloves, so you can tie the end of it mm. off. Opera gloves. And, mm-hmm. and stow that <laughs> yeah, in I'm your cloak. Yeah, I'm a fancy bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Ildov is Iggy Azalea. Yeah. <laughs> in so many ways. I remember it twice. <laughs> yeah. And uh, then you you surreptitiously, surreptitiously again reach back and tap Eowyn on the flank so she steps over. And you take out your other glove and you reach in with your hand to scoop this uh, the white powder. Oh, the sharp yes. powder. Oh. And uh, you take three points of damage oh, as God. it's like grabbing fiberglass almost it just like tears your hand up pretty pretty badly uh but you scoop it in and then you you tie that glove uh you tie that glove up and put that in your cloak and uh give eowyn just like one a pat on the butt let her that's that's your done signal (laughs) and i take one point of sharp sharp hand right now yeah and you have a blood Uh, smear across your back yeah and uh and you're done you've got you've got a sample of each i just go and then we walk out. We walk back over to where Cassian is near the door, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm hanging by the door, and I'll, I'll scoot out. I don't want it to look like we're all together because I don't want anybody's suspicions to add on to suspicions. So I'm going to go out a little bit ahead of them. Okay. So you uh, you walk out ahead of them, and those two guards with the halberds are are still outside at their station. You sort of push the door open and walk out, and they pay you no mind. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm looking for Yarfik. I'm rounding the. the- building at some point all right yeah yarfik has sort of uh he he crossed over the front of the building and then walked all the way around he was looking for another way in which uh there wasn't one um so he's okay. going to be if you're exiting the building he'll sort of be off to your right okay 
I turn towards him and I say, ready to go, Pickwickums? He just stops. Yarfik, first. roll intelligence real quick. <laughs> awesome. That is a seven. You <laughs> do not know who Cassian is talking to. You oh don't know God. who Pickwick is. Yep. So I keep walking. Really? I keep walking. Okay. I, I go kind of like, well, okay, great. What am I, chopped liver? Like, that's the gesture that I'm making. And I, I start walking away. With me or away from me? <laughs> well, I'm walking back towards, like, the Mesa and stuff. I assume at some point you're going to notice that I'm doing that and either follow me or not. I don't know. Then we end, exit the building as well. Yeah, and then Eowyn and Ildov exit, and you can see that Yarfik is sort of off to your right. Cassian is, is farther ahead of you, mm-hmm. uh, going directly away from the building. Cardinal direction-wise, Yarfik is traveling west, and Cassian is traveling south. <laughs> Does Yarfik see any of us? I'm assuming I do. Uh, I mean, he was waiting for you to come out. Okay. But he also just heard Cassian talk to some guy named Pickwickens. <laughs> He really couldn't put that together, huh? <laughs> okay. I'm I'm a little in my head right now. Okay. He's he's, he's I guess so. Yarfik is mid trudge right now. Okay. <laughs> I I nudge it's been a long the day. and kind of put my finger in my. I make the the the. Uh, <laughs> I make the telepathy sign and then kind of point to Yarfik. <laughs> yeah. So uh. point. I make the telepathy sign and then I gesture to Yarfik. Yeah. Hey, hello. Hi. Hi. You guys got what you needed? Hopefully. <laughs> all right, uh, I'll follow behind you a little bit so we're not all together as a group. Great. So did you think that he meant that Yarfik had a message for you? Yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. Yeah. <laughs> I think his Awen's intention was for you to tell Yarfik to come with you guys because yeah. you were right. done. Yeah. I just wasn't thinking about okay. it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> anything, anything else you want to tell me? or? The... Nope, I'm good. Okay. You got nothing for me? I, I've been walking around outside. Okay, great. That sounds good. So are we, are we going <laughs> wow. to... Wow. Uh, that, thanks. That hurts. So we're going to the Tizo's um, place on the door Do of the East even... Mesa? Oh, right. As soon as somebody links up with me so I can tell you guys about that. Oh, right, 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 right. Well, Why are we walking ahead apart? Of us, we walked right? here together. We walked here together. Well, so three of you, uh, so Eowyn, Cassian, and Ildov walked there together. Yarfik mm. was, was keeping like a 20-foot distance or right. so back behind you. Just so let's in us case. Let's catch up with you, uh, Cassian. All right, so as they draw close, I say, okay, so apparently... Tizo has a sanctum on the eastern edge of the mesa, a, a door on the eastern edge of the mesa. A door on the said. edge of the eastern mesa is what you said, right, Sam? A door on the edge of the eastern mesa. Yeah. Yes. Sorry. Which we are not on. We're on the never shouted western mesa. Western. Damn it. But it's a fast travel button when you need one. I know, right? But we've never been to the eastern mesa, so even with fast travel, we'd never be. We wouldn't be able to still do it. Um, oh, the Eastern Mesa is the is the uh, danger zone. Is the yeah, danger zone went. over the bridge? <laughs> okay. Yes. There's so many zones. Yeah, bone and danger. Um, I mean, we are gonna need to get there eventually. We do need to make up. We I think we sort of need to start making our way there now. Yeah, time yeah. time is running out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know if we can waste any more time collecting things. No, totally. Or killing people. I... <laughs> uh, <laughs> do we have medallions? We've got. I don't know. We're just going to have to make do. Yeah, we, we have two medallions, I guess. Yeah. We have two powders. So, we don't know what they are. And one powder we do. And uh, what was that bottle, Cassian? So they called it magic napalm. Oh. So I. Wait, I love that, that smell. <laughs> In the morning, especially. Uh, yeah. So I think that ought to be pretty good if we can. I mean, I'm sure we can find a use for that. Oh, certainly. Right. I guess off we go. Yeah. So, so there's a couple of, of things that we need to kind of, a couple of moving pieces we need to address if we're going to plan to get into this party. We have three invitations 
one of which is for someone that is known to be dead, and mm-hmm. one of which is for a person who is still alive and may show up to the party themselves. Right. Without an invitation. Ah, well, we, I mean, we can always do a sneak it in. Yeah, there is always that. Maybe we should at least go up to the Eastern Mesa and kind of get a feel for the lay of the land, you know, figure out where is this place we're trying to get into. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ideally, without running into any more groups of guards, which I know is a bit of a tall order. That's right. I will say this. I can Dimension Door. Ilvov can Dimension Door. Mm-hmm. That's... That could get all of us up to the mesa. It's, it's a high it's a high power spell to be burning at this stage of the game, but it is an option. Yeah, we need to get over there. We, we may not want to go directly over the bridge. I'm assuming there's a quite a mm. quite a checkpoint. Seems like if they were going to have guards anywhere. Yes. Hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. How do, we, how do we feel about this sort of sketch of a plan? Dimension dooring? Yeah, that sounds good at the moment. I'm not there. I'm 20 feet away. I'm yeah. not hearing any of this. All right. Well, once we're out of sh- eyeshot of the guards by the reliquary we can kind of wait for Yarfik to catch up mm-hmm. are you telling Yarfik this because he might slow down uh well I mean I it's just logically like I'm walking 20 feet behind you to keep it out of the way I we'll wouldn't... just telepathy you to come to us so yeah I come over we talk about the dimension door sounds fine that's that's if we have to use it we have to use it well unless someone has a better idea I mean I guess there's also why and levitating question mark we can we could do <laughs> we could do some kind of rig some kind of uh zip line situation <laughs> maybe Right, we could set up a gondola. Uh, <laughs> we can reenact the movie Cliffhanger. Yeah. yeah. We're just pulling A-team and getting in a helicopter for no good reason. I mean, it is. we don't necessarily need to use magic for everything. We probably well, can set up some kind of rope. There, we have the rope of climbing, right? So I keep uh-huh. thinking to myself, there were catacombs and like tunnels under Quaylar's place. Shouldn't there be under the main buildings on the mesa? That's interesting. That's mm. true. We, it, but isn't there a chasm separating the two mesas? That's right. Like a giant cliff? There is, yes. You're right, but that still doesn't mean they wouldn't have dug down tunnels afterwards. It's an old, like an ancient city. They would have had to place things around. Well, I suppose okay. so. I mean, we're underground. Tunnels are like what you do underground. You make tunnels in all the different places. We wouldn't. It's worth a look. It's worth a look. I don't know how to begin to look for an underground tunnel. I well, seem to know what, what if we just like. Yeah, if we find a tunnel entrance, I think we'll know. But the question is where they would be. I I say why not take a look in some of the buildings closest to the split between the mesas, and see if there's some kind of tunnel entrance there. Or unless we have some idea what sorts of buildings would be most likely to have tunnels. Would I know? Like, have an idea of, like, what places may have catacombs or stuff like that up here? Like, have an inkling at all from, like, knowing how we how we build our cities underground? As no, because this city wasn't built underground. Oh, it sank, that's right. This this city was was above ground and then sank as the result of, like, a giant sinkhole, essentially. So there's no guarantee that, that even if there are tunnels that they're still all there or that they're the same, you know, the appropriate configuration. Right. You don't even know for sure if the, the chasm between the two mesas was originally there or not. Right. It was an so idea. it is a chasm, Sam, not a, just a giant cliff. Correct. What if we see about finding a part of the mesa that's like relatively remote, uh, near the chasm, where we could kind of set up a rig up some ropes across it without being spotted? Mm, that does look. We could try to rig it up underneath the bridge. It looks difficult. Oh, underneath the bridge. I, uh, I looking at the map here, it doesn't look like there are many places between the two mesas that don't have a building on either side. There aren't many or there aren't any? I mean, there's that. But it looks pretty far 
What's the distance okay. between the two maces? It's pretty far. It's, it's yeah. farther than like a single length of rope. For yeah, sure. We wouldn't be able to do that. But we could dimension door across. Easily. Yeah. Why don't well, we do the dimension could door? We, can plan? we just double check? It's like a five hundred foot range or something like that. Yeah. Is, it, is that doable, Sam? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could definitely dimension door across. Okay. I'm just hesitant to burn a fourth level spell just to get across a, a chasm. I mean, I guess that's what dimension door is for, but you know. I think, like, that's always an option, but I'm just saying, like, if there's some other thing we can do, like, the boots of levitation have to be attuned. I don't remember if I... I don't think so. Why do you ask? What I'm trying to do is see if we can figure out a way to, to do this using the resources that we have that don't run out. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, the boots of levitation are just always, like, they don't, they don't run down. So if they don't need to be attuned, like, can we, like, ha have one person... <laughs> in one boot and like carry ah! one boot per person well, oh, I can know, cast... like, the, like the logic puzzle with the goose and the fox yeah. and like is there a way to <laughs> i can cast levitate at will oh well that's a game changer yeah then we can just float across like basically anywhere um you'd have to have good aim yeah but yeah yeah but but i can only do you <laughs> go up to 20 feet Right? Like that's the range of how far you have to be from something to cast it, or, and is it just a range of like is it just on yourself that you can cast levitate, or is it on anybody? anybody I can else? cast it on a creature or an object up to five hundred pounds. Okay, oh, Aowen's out. Yeah, so you can float <laughs> us all across one time. You can float that. across himself with the boots, and you can float everybody else across, right? But you can only go twenty feet. What do you mean you can only go 20 feet before it runs out? It says or? up to 20 feet, yeah. Like, the range is 60 feet, so I can be 60 feet away to cast it, but I think that you can only move 20 feet. Is that 20 feet off the ground? I I'm confused. I, I just want to make sure I'm looking at the same spell description you are. It says one creature or object of your choice that you can see within range rises vertically up to 20 feet and remains suspended there for the duration. Uh, yeah, I think that means up to 20 feet in the air, like you off the up ground, 20 feet. but I don't um, think there's any limit to how far it can move horizontally. And it's... Oh, okay. The and then it lasts... 10 minutes. It, okay, and it lasts 10 minutes, so... And you can move, yeah. you can move like say 30 feet around, so that's six seconds. So you could, you probably could like push yourself and go. Right, okay. The only question is whether like you can do this where like, <laughs> can you jump and then cast levitate so that you already have the momentum to get yourself across after everybody else? Or, or Cassian could go last, I guess, after pushing the rest of you across. And then, and then maybe I can jump and click the boots of levitation in the air and just float. Is it concentration? Side. Not with the boots. Um. It is as a spell. Yeah. yeah. If it's concentration, she can't cast it on more than one person. Right. No, but one at a time. Yeah. Oh. But then... A relay. But so the, the chasm is 500 feet apart, so she wouldn't be able to cast it across the chasm. The, she doesn't have oh. to cast it. Oh, she casts cast on one it on of us this and side, then we move. Push each other across. Ugh. See what I'm uh, saying? I foresee a death. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the thing. When it wears off, you float gently to the ground. So oh. it wouldn't be a death, yeah. it would be stuck at the bottom of a chasm, which is still not great, but it's not dead. <laughs> yeah. Well. And, and and the other thing is, the other thing is, like, if somebody gets stuck in the middle, I could, like, float across to them and dimension door them the rest of the way if it's absolutely necessary. I feel like I this know. is going to take too long. Okay. What? 
How much time do we have left before the... Uh... Uh, with your shenanigans at the other reliquary office, and you're just sort of walking and talking and having this conversation, you're about T-minus 13 hours. Mm. Okay. Oh, you know what? I just I just figured... Uh, sorry, I looked at the spell again. This wouldn't work. It has to remain within the spell's range to move Oh. It. Well, there you go. There you go. Okay. Yeah. I think we need to... Uh, the only way across is across the bridge... Or dimension, or dimension door. Or dimension door, yeah. I think we have to dimension door it. Fair enough. Yeah. Okay. So let's kind of um, scout along the edge of the thing and look for a place where we can teleport to without being seen appearing out of thin air. Okay. So as you have left the reliquary office, you make your way over to the edge of the mesa to do some recon and see if there's a good spot where you can find your way to uh, get between the two. And at T minus 13 hours, that is where we'll end this episode. Okay. <sighs> Scary. Thank you for listening. You can follow us on all the things at IWVTCast. You can email us at improvisedweaponsvt at gmail.com. And you can check out the other great podcasts from Puma Knife at teampumanife.com. Please review and subscribe. It's as easy as falling off a bike, and far less painful. Trust me, I should know. You can support us at patreon.com slash IWVTCast, or by purchasing a t-shirt from dumpstattees.com using the promo code IWPOD. We also have a wiki at IWVT.fandom.com that's full of episode recaps and character descriptions and could certainly use your help. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. The Improvised Weapons theme and outro were written and recorded by Adam Rabin. You can hear Adam's latest album, The Badger Flies at Dawn, on Apple Music, Amazon Music, and Spotify, and you can hear the rest of his catalog at imadeitup.com. Many of our sound effects are from battlebards.com. To use them in your game, follow the link in the episode description to sign up for BattleBards Prime, or use the code IWVTCAST at checkout. You can find out more about Idol Champions of the Forgotten Realms at CodenameEntertainment.com and be on the lookout each week for a code for a free in-game gold chest. Tune in next time as the gang attempts to cross the chasm onto the Eastern Mesa and get that much closer to the final showdown with Elder Zone. We'll see you on the next episode of Improvised Weapons. This has been a Puma Knife production. <laughs>